It's been a long day. Grab a beer and sit back. It's time for Brew Talk. Here's Scott Chad and the Brew Doctor himself, Dr. Michael Mosier. Happy Brews Day, everybody. It is Scott and Chad with you here in studio again. We are we are docless again today. We're I'm a little sad. Again. It's, uh, I, I know Doc is working hard, and he know he's got a lot of things going on, and so, Doc, we... Uh, we raise a beer to you and say cheers. And, and we to Christy. Well. So his wife, Christy, Christy, just had knee replacement surgery. So he's helping her recover from that. Oh, well, good um, for him. So, he should be doing that. Yeah. Hopefully she uh, gets up and moving around here soon. And, that would uh, be a good thing. And uh, gets feeling better. Yeah, because we want to take care of and we want to support all of our local breweries here in Greeley. And in case you didn't know, and you've been living under a rock for the last six months, Doc is also the owner or co-owner and head brewer at Rule 105 Brewery right here in Greeley, Colorado, which is a great place. And if you've not had a chance to go stop by there, you have been living under a rock and you should get out from under that rock and go try it. So, (laughs) And speaking of local craft breweries here in Greeley, we're having a table beer from another one. Chad, what are we drinking? We are, yeah. So I happened to be in uh, Crabtree Brewing here um, earlier today and uh, and picked up their Cabin in the Woods Winter Ale. Um, some of the people I was meeting with uh, were drinking this, said they really enjoyed it. So I thought, hey, why not? Great table beer. Let's pick it up and uh, see what it's like. And I think we're both in agreement. <laughs> it's a pretty decent beer. It is a pretty decent beer. I mean, I feel like that it kind of sort of falls into the category of a winter warmer, but it doesn't quite have the alcohol content that some of the other ones do, which I actually appreciate. I do too, yeah. It's got the maltiness and the flavor of a winter warmer, but not the alcohol in it. So um, 5% only on this uh, winter ale cabin in the woods. Um, But yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Well, you know, we can make a little shout out to Jeff and his team over there at Crabtree and say, well done, sir. Well done. Um, We are enjoying this as a table beer. We're not reviewing the beer, but I think if we were, it might have been a Brutalk beer. I think it would would have done well. It would have done done well. well. Yes. So Jeff, well done and nice job for Crabtree. So I always love it when we can try new beers that are coming out from all the local you know, yeah, breweries absolutely. around here. And there's there's a lot of great ones. And so we are not in a shortage of good craft beer opportunities. It's hard to keep up sometimes with everything that's coming out oh, and who's opening and what new breweries are out there. It is. And it's only going to get more complicated because we talked about it here in a couple of weeks. We've got the Collab Fest in that's Westminster. Yeah. And we know that at least one local brewery, I think maybe even more, are going to be down yeah. there. And uh, it would be great for people to check that out, see what is out there, see what's being done. So, and I believe porchdrinking.com just came out and with the list of breweries and beers that are going to be at the Collab Fest this week or here in a couple weeks. So if you go to porchdrinking.com, um, they'll have a, a, there's an article that lists Every brewery that's collabed with what brewery and what beer they're bringing to the fest. So it's a great resource to check that out. I'm really glad that you said that twice because the first time 
I thought I heard you say horse drinking. Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm like, that porch, makes no porch. sense. Porch. He is in porpoise. Yes. Porpoise. <laughs> Good use of the word porpoise. I like that. So, yes, check out porchdrinking.com, not horsedrinking.com. <laughs> that could be a that could be like the cocaine bear thing. He could, uh, he could get drunk be. horses. <laughs> Which my son tells me is a great movie. I'm just uh, not sure I'm going to pay $10. I'm to not it. sure I am either, but... Um, you know, and that is one of the hardest things I've ever tried to figure out. How do I transition from that to what we're going to talk about next? And I got nothing. So we're just going to completely make a left-hand turn. But as we were looking into kind of what's going on this week in Crap Brewery News, um, we came across this article by uh, craftbrewingbusiness.com, and they actually announced that Belching Beaver, that is a real brewery, a real craft brewery um, in California, Oceanside, as a matter of fact, is re-releasing their Buenos Tiempos as the official beer of this week's Mint 400. And, All right. Yeah, and and I'm I you know I'm, we're giving everybody a moment to just get their cheers and and adulations out um, for that. But Belching Beaver, the Belching Beaver, which is the damn good time brewery based in Oceanside, California, and the Mint 400 is a 400-mile off-road race for cars, trucks, motorcycles, and and UTVs, and it's been held in Las Vegas since 1968. So this thing has been around a while. I've never heard of it before, but so it's because that's not my... Is this the race that was covered in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas? Maybe. We should ask our producer, Micah, to do a little bit of research to find out if the Mint 400 was the race that was covered in or was talked about or referenced in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. And then we'll find out later what the answer to that question is. But just thought it was kind of interesting. And they're actually, they're rebranding it and it was a re-release. And so they identified that as such. And so what they're talking about is that it really has been, you know, named, uh, and I'm trying to find the name of it. I had it just a moment ago and then you asked me about that name and now I can't find it. And so it is uh, the Mint 400 Buenos Tempos Cerveza. And um, it's a great event. And apparently there's some tie-ins with the brewery uh, co-founder and CEO. And he's a big off-road guy off-road and loves racer. it and everything else. So he really enjoys it. So I think it's a great opportunity to do that. And um, they're actually featuring artwork from one of the racers truck jumping through the flames at the Mint 400 finish line to win the 2022 Unlimited Truck Division Race. Apparently more than 60,000 fans attend this race every year. Holy cow. So uh, apparently we have been completely out of the loop. Missing something. Yeah, because if you're into off-road racing, you probably know exactly what this is all about, and we don't, so we apologize. But we're, you guys must not well, be Hunter S. Thompson fans. Uh, yeah, well, that's... Uh, Which well, I, you were correct. Yeah, I, I was is. wondering, because that's Perfect. the only off-road race in Las Vegas that I, I know of is from Fear and Loathing you in know, Las Vegas. You know, Chad, we should really have you like on the Nerd Show, which is on tomorrow <laughs> night, which is hosted by myself and a couple other individuals to talk about pop culture stuff, because you're quite savvy when it comes to pop culture knowledge. I know little nerdy things. You do. We should talk about that. But if you're going to come on, you have to bring mashed potato pizza. <laughs> That's right. Micah's favorite, the mashed potato pizza, yeah. topped with sweet potato french fries. You people out there, you have no idea what you're missing. If you come yeah. to the tavern and request the Micah special, 
Oh, wow. Um, they most likely won't know what you're talking about unless I'm there. So, Or you could just order mashed potato pizza. Mashed potato pizza. Topped with sweet potato fries. Apparently. Topped with sweet potato fries. All right, so then, because I know Micah does not drink, not just now or ever, because he's not allowed to drink in the production room and right. we know that that's per fa or fcc regulations Correct. but we get to drink in studio which we is do. fantastic yeah. but if you were to pair that with a beer what would you pair it with oh geez that's a toughie <laughs> there's so many things going on in that pizza um i think with all that starch you need something kind of hefty to cut through that yeah um so i'm gonna say probably a porter or a stout to kind of help you get through that Starchiness and the meatiness or the girthiness, I guess. <laughs> girthiness, of the, wow. Of the pizza. We're going to submit that to Webster and see if we can get that added into the dictionary for 2024. So, no, that's just how you feel after. <laughs> that's eating. right. You feel very girthy. You know, you, you know, with all that potato and and pizza crust and cheese and yeah. and and sweet potato French fries, you're feeling a little loaded down. I think that you know that could be uh, St. Patrick's Day. Special. There he is. Oh. There you go. We've actually done a couple times on St. Patrick's Day, which is coming up here, our favorite holiday. Um, we've done what's with a coal cannon pizza, which is mashed potatoes, cabbage, and kind of vegetables. Uh-huh. Um, we haven't done your mashed potato pizza, but that's mm. not that's not a bad idea. We might try that this Ooh. upcoming St. Patty's Day. So um, it looks like I will be taking St. Patty's Day off. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. And it's a Friday, Micah. It's a Friday. And we have Mountain Dew. So we have we can we've got oh the gosh. drink for you. And I always get Mountain Dew with no ice. There you go. I do my best to get as much Mountain Dew as yeah. possible. I was going to say, it has nothing to you do with... You don't want to dilute that sugar and yeah. caffeine at all, do you? Trying to get that type 2. <laughs> That's what I'm aspiring for. Oh, see... I was just going to say, and making reference to what Mike is talking about, I would say, as a type 1 diabetic who has to count his carbs, what would be the carb count for the Micah special pizza? Oh, my goodness. I can't even imagine. I am just like, I'm like, I don't know that my fingers could count that high. <laughs> you can, you have to count all your carbs? Yes. Oh, my God. I, I wouldn't be able to that eat. I could plug that into and probably Do you really? It out. That's yeah. interesting. I would... I would wonder about that because a lot of times you're looking at nutritional value and, yeah. you know, as a diabetic, you're always guessing. And, you know, beer is sort of a weird thing because it, is. it has carbs, it does. but it actually has the opposite effect that you would think of. And it actually can make your blood sugar drop. Is so, that right? Yeah. Yep. That's so interesting. You, yeah. You've got to be a little bit careful. And again, you're you're talking about, I mean, beer's got, what, seven carbs in it, eight carbs, right. ten carbs, yeah. unless you're drinking like... You know, Michelob Ultra, and it's three, and you know, right. apparently you can like scale Mount Everest if you drink a Michelob Ultra. But <laughs> um, they do say it's good after running and after certain activities because there are a few carbs in it. But right. it has a really weird effect on diabetics usually. So you Is try and right? be careful. Yeah, yeah, good to know. Yeah, so just yeah. well, it's funny because al- your liver treats alcohol the same way it does sugar. Sugar, yeah. So mm-hmm. the fact that it lowers your blood sugar. Well, if you think about it, you don't get sugar. With the alcohol, right, but if you're it's treating it, like, but you're getting it treating it like so, then your liver and everything else is going to dump and and True. kind of encourage your pancreas to give you a little bit of insulin there into you your go. system, and so anything that it can do to do that would actually help lower it. And if you're a type one diabetic and you're having that, that could actually 
lower your sugar somewhat. So there's your science lesson for the day. Thanks folks. for tuning um, in to Science Talk yeah. on Brew Talk. <laughs> science Talk on Brew Talk. So, hey, let's take a break. And after we get done, I want to talk a little bit about, about porters and stouts. And we'll see if we can make some transition as we move from where we were to where we're going. So stick around. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Brew Talk, coming to you live from downtown Greeley in the Aloe Fiber Studios on 103.1 and 1310 KFKA, Northern Colorado's Voice. Wow, that was a mouthful. I, I feel like <laughs> I, I need a drink, Chad. you got to talk for a minute. Cheers for getting Cheers. that all out. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure I could have got all that out in, <laughs> in the one breath. I don't know that I needed to. I just, I was on well, a roll. You did well. You sounded it. like a, a real radio guy there. A real radio guy. Wow, that's the best compliment you could have given me. <laughs> not just us hacks hanging out here just drinking us, yeah, beer hey. and having a good time talking about if it. If we can be hacks hanging out here talking about beer and having a good time and still sound like a real radio guy, I, I feel like, like that my, my, you know, my life is complete. I have accomplished all that I could. <laughs> there we I go. Have, I've reached the pinnacle. Um, so before the break, we were talking a little bit about what would go well with the Micah special pizza. Sure. Yeah. And when I asked you what would pair well with that, you said, well, you know, a porter or a stout and everything else. And it reminded me of something that I picked up today that I'm curious to see if you've heard anything about. So Left Hand Brewing Company, which makes a lot of really great beers here mm-hmm. in Colorado, yep. they have done their very first collaboration and done a whiskey. Oh, yes. Yes. And yes. it's called Sinister Malt Whiskey. And I love on their website, this is literally what they say. Think about your favorite beer. It's enticing aromas, luscious flavors, and the smile-inducing pleasure of that first perfect sip. Now imagine that beer as a whiskey. Ooh. And I was, I was sucked in. And so it's like they announced a new libation, Sinister Malt Whiskey. Um, and they partnered with Foundry Distilling Company. This devilishly delicious distillate has been years in the making. This May, it's finally ready to be unleashed. So this is a little bit outdated. So this was May of 2022 when it was released. Yes. And so I just picked up a bottle today. I was, you know, looking at different whiskey options and things like that and ran across this. I was like, oh, this looks really great. So I'm I'm curious, Chad. Have you heard anything about this? We, or? Well, actually, I have, and we in fact have <laughs> it at have. the the tavern. Um, Shut up! You know, um, <laughs> being a kind of beer and whiskey centric. You know, you think pub, you think yeah. beer and whiskey. Yes. So we do a lot of beer and whiskey, and our big focus is local. So somebody comes to us and says, "Hey, we've got this whiskey distilled from." left-hand brewing beer are you interested and we're we were definitely like heck yeah we're interested so have you had a chance to to taste it or sample it yet? literally just picked it up today so have you i have oh um, very interesting um pretty smooth not the typical whiskey flavors i think that you think of um oh but then again they are whiskey flavors that you think of because essentially, when you think of whiskey, and I think scotch 
scotch especially it's 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 beer without the hops and higher alcohol it's, a, yep. it's the same ingredients uh-huh um so i think beer and whiskey just tend to go really well together and there and there's lots of distilleries that have kind of taken beers and turned them into whiskeys um, Feisty Spirits out of Fort Collins comes to mind. Ooh, okay. So I know they've collaborated with several breweries in the Fort Collins area and taken some of their beer and distilled that down and made different blends whis- of whiskeys doing that. And I think as there's a lot of breweries that take whiskey barrels. Well, that's what I was just going to say, because I've heard more of it on the other side of it. Because, I mean, we've seen that happen with 477 and Weldworks, where they right. actually will do a media noche, where they actually go and age their beer right. in a bourbon barrel. And so I'm not, you know, I, and I've heard about distilling a beer and then creating a whiskey. And so I've heard a little bit about it, but not a lot. But that's interesting. Yeah. So... This left-hand whiskey is is very good, and I think this is the first kind of widespread one that that's really been out there. Um, the the feisty spirits, I think, they do very small batches that are kind of available only at the distillery. You can't really get them out in other places. Um, but yeah, this 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 left-hand whiskey um, is pretty good. Interesting. Well, and you know, we were, you know talking about the whiskey i was actually in um estes park this past weekend and was actually doing they have their annual whiskey warmer in estes park and Mm -hmm. it's actually kind of cool and so we got to go up and um it's about three hours long and you get to wander around and try all these different you know distilleries uh their different pours and of course it doesn't have to be just whiskey there's people they do rum and they do everything else and it's a really great in you know, environment, and I've heard from several people. It's like the best event for local distilleries in the state of Colorado. Yeah, so it's definitely yeah. the place to go to. And one of the things that attracted me to it was that it was a whiskey and a cigar thing. Oh, okay. And so yeah. there was one booth that was set up that was actually selling cigars. Okay, you could bring your own if you wanted to, and then there was another individual who was literally doing a cigar wrapping demonstration and then was selling cigars. And so we stood there for a bit and watched this individual kind of, you know, make cigars, wrap cigars and everything else. But it got me thinking because I'm a big fan. And I think you and I have talked about this. It's like, you know, in an evening, whether it's cold or warm or whatever else, there's nothing better going outside under the sky and you have a nice cigar and a, you know, a couple fingers of whiskey or some bourbon. And it's just a great thing. But I was like, what beer pairs well with cigars? And and I I struggled with that because there's so many elements of that. I actually yeah. think this one that we're having today as a table beer would actually go really well Not with it. Not a bad one for yeah. for a, a a lighter alcohol pairing for right for a cigar. And, um, there's a lot of things that come to mind for me. So barley wines, okay, um, which are. Typically very malty, kind of like the beer we're drinking, um, but a lot of times are higher in alcohol. So it's kind of like a, you know, you, you kind of think of it as an after-dinner brandy or that kind of drink where you're sitting by the fireplace with a snifter of barley wine and a fine cigar in your hand. Always comes to mind. Um, and anything barrel-aged in whiskey barrels or deep wine or red wine barrels there's a lot of barrel aged beers out there that um i think really kind of 
tend towards that great cigar pairing. Yeah. You know, that they, they're go towards those um liquors and alcohols that people tend to think more pair better with um cigars, so whiskeys or brandies or cognacs or or those kind of things. Yeah. That you kind of think of you know, the fancy snifter and the mm-hmm. cigar in the other yeah. hand and you're hanging out <laughs> By the bearskin rug, by the fire, or whatever it is you're doing. <laughs> I have all these images in my head right now. I just can't get rid of. Thank you, Chad. What, yeah, what, you what? bet. No, That's no, what no. I'm here for. Uh, appreciate that. But yeah, I thought that, and I agree. I was thinking through that, and it was funny because I think that speaks to my my immaturity as it comes to beer tasting mm-hmm. in that regard because. In the moment, I couldn't think of it. You know, it's like, what would go? And I just was struggling with it. And then for whatever reason, sitting in studio today, literally as I'm asking you the question, it's like, well, wait, this would be a great one to pair with it. So anything high in malts, higher alcohol tends to be a great pairing with cigars. Yeah, that's interesting. Now, we don't have to get too far into the weeds with this, Chad, but are you a a cigar? I enjoy a cigar now and then. I'm not... By any means, a connoisseur of cigars. You know, we'll go to Mexico or go to the golf course, and I'll buy a cigar and I'll have it. I couldn't tell you a difference probably between a $5 cigar and a $35 cigar. It's $30. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But, uh, you know, I I do on occasion enjoy to kind of sit back and, and have one. Yeah, and I... I'm not an aficionado either when it comes to cigars, but I I think I've kind of figured out what kind of sticks I really like. And it was really funny because met a guy at the Whiskey Warmer because we had the same name and somebody was calling for me while we were at a similar booth. And all of a sudden we connected and then we saw him all over the place. But he was going to buy cigars. I walked up right behind him and I said, hey, you going to get a stick? And he's like, yeah, I don't know what to get. What do you suggest? And so I threw out a couple things about what they had from a selection standpoint. And he's like, well, thanks. And the lady behind the counter is like, well, you're obviously an expert. I'm like, no, I'm not. I just know enough to be dangerous. I know what go. I like. And I'm a mild cigar kind of guy. And I yeah. know there's a lot of people who like the really bold cigars and, and good for you. But that gets that's a little too much for me, and my head spins. And yeah. So I'm like, you know, give me a good mild cigar, Something and I'm nice good with and that. Easy. And so, yeah. Was just trying to think of if I wanted to have a beer and a cigar, what could I get? And I think this one from Crabtree. There you go. Would absolutely work. So I'm really excited about that. And now I'm actually tempted. At sometime in the next couple of weeks, it's like instead of doing a a whiskey or a bourbon and a cigar, I'm going to get me. Maybe a four-pack or some, you know, cabin in the woods from Crabtree and pour me a glass and go out and, and have a and cigar. Sit and, out and, and see how it goes. And see how it goes. We never know. And if it goes well, then that's fantastic. And if it doesn't, then I had a cigar and I had beer. So it couldn't hey, be that bad. It so, can't be that bad. It <laughs> can't be that bad. All right. Well, we're going to take another break. We're going to pay for some... I don't know. What are we paying for? I know we've got commercials to do, but we'll do that. And then when we come back, we're going to jump into our review beer from a brewery that prior to today, neither one of us had even heard of. So we'll see what we got coming. Stick around. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to Brew Talk. You are live with Chad and Scott and the skull and sunglasses <laughs> and headphones that is taking the place of Doc today while we're in studio. So we're missing the... He's awful quiet over there. The, the professor, the, the brew doctor himself. So, And you know what? I realized that we were coming into this segment. We should be getting ready to drink our review beer, and we're still <laughs> sipping on our table. Beer. I was just thinking the same thing. It's like, oh, my gosh, I need to chug this and, and get down and get ready for to review beer. <laughs> chug, hey, now, chug, hey. chug. Yeah, we, we, we don't need to talk like that. Come on, Chad. We're, we're focusing. Come on. Be good. But uh, All right. I'm drinking responsibly, I promise. There you go. I, yes, we all are. So we are doing that. So, um, so as I said, we actually are trying a beer that uh, both Chad and I were unfamiliar with the brewery prior to today, and it's actually out of Littleton, and it's called Living the Dream Brewing Company. And um, according to their website, they they say go confidently in the direction of your dreams, live the life you have imagined. That is a quote from Henry David Thoreau, and for us, it's a. They say it's a symbol. It is symbolic of their commitment to the independence, craftsmanship, and to the quality. I'm assuming to their beer, yeah, which would be good. And so um, they've talked about that. And so we decided we're going to try one of their beers. And I figured with it being in the middle of ski season, we should go with their Powder Run, which is a American cream ale with a little bit of vanilla. They also do a double hazy IPA, an American ale, a German style Pilsner. A seven-speed pale ale. I have a feeling that refers to a bicycle. Yeah, a bicycle. Yeah. Which, then, you know, skiing and biking tend, yeah. go together a lot. They do in Colorado. They've got a lot of – their beers are very kind of Colorado-themed. You've got an altitude, tropical altitude beer. Um, it's a Belgian-style ale with pineapples and roasted chilies. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, very much so. And then a fly reel amber traditional amber ale and so they've got a couple others that fit into there so we were why not review something that's a little bit different but it's something yeah. local i think that's one of the fun things Amen. that we get to do being in colorado there's a lot of great a lot beers, of great beers to choose from great distilleries so we are gonna let's crack into this let's do this so we are literally oh wow all right so the first part of the review is that their their pull top is a little bit wimpy, or their carbonation is really, really high. I almost broke the little broke through the, the tab off right there as I was pouring the, you know, trying to open the can. So pouring this beer, pours bright, clear, yeah. golden, not much head there. No. Um, you know, which with a cream ale sometimes yeah. you have. I would imagine that, and especially we've talked about kind of the... Elements with the flavors, you get some vanilla flavor in that. That yeah. all has an impact, which I've learned from Doc in my brew talk days. I feel like I'm more educated than I ever was about beer, thanks to go. the professor or the first, brew doctor. First thing I'm noticing on the, the nose is very, very strong vanilla. Um, it's almost like a melted cup of or a melted oh wow melted van- yeah. vanilla shake <laughs> yeah, that or is... melted melted vanilla ice cream yeah i would have super to s- strong yeah i would have to say out of all of the flavored beers that we've either tasted as a table beer or we've reviewed that is probably the strongest that i have that i can recall on the nose wow that is yeah it's um <clears throat> and it's very true vanilla I mean, very true yeah, vanilla very true it's, vanilla it's not 
that artificial alcoholy vanilla extract smell. It's very straight, like vanilla beanie. Interesting. And I'm I'm getting the impression that the nose is much stronger than the taste. Yeah, and I agree with you yeah. there. It's the it's the, the vanilla taste is yep. there, but not near as strong as it is. No, in the I nose. was expecting to be like drinking, yeah. you know. Vanilla extract kind of thing. That's yeah, what absolutely. the nose was giving me. I was like, wow. But it's it's subtle from a taste perspective. And I wonder I wonder if they are <clears throat> leveraging the nose in order to bring out and to draw out that vanilla flavor a little bit more. Because I, if we couldn't smell it, would we taste it at all? True. <clears throat> True. Um, <clears throat> which, which can be an issue with vanilla beers. And right. Any sometimes, if you add that vanilla flavoring to beers, the flavor can be very overpowering, um, which is not here. It's it's super strong vanilla nodes, but not overpowering vanilla taste. Yeah. On their website, they denoted it as specifically being a light-bodied, creamy ale with light and fluffy notes of vanilla. And from a taste and a mouthfeel perspective, I'd say they're spot on. Yeah, I, 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 I think agree. the nose is a little bit overwhelming in that regard. And I was, I don't want to say I was expecting it to be more vanilla forward, but I was expecting it to be more vanilla forward based on the nose. Yeah, I I was a little worried based on the nose, Yeah, what the flavor would be. Yeah, because um, you're, I wish people on air could have seen your reaction because you poured yours and, and you got a good sniff before I did mine. And I saw you and it was almost a... Uh, I don't want to say a knee-jerk reaction, but y- it was very obvious it's, that you were like, it, that is it, strong. It's whoa. Yeah, it's yeah. It definitely whoa. Yeah. It's like, I hope <laughs> that the flavor doesn't reflect what I'm smelling. And it didn't. So it did good on them. Which That's really good. I think the vanilla balances out really well in the flavor. I would agree. I feel like that without Doc here, there's like moments where we're both taking a drink and we have seen some silence on the radio. You always need that third person. Yeah. We got to balance this out. We miss you, Doc. I'll be back. You know, and strangely enough, because I usually ask you this question. So instead of asking you this question, I'm going to ask you to validate and see whether or not you agree with it. Okay. They list food pairings. Oh, do they? Okay. With their beer. Easy drinking on its own. Powder Run also pairs great with shellfish, grilled chicken, sausages, or anything off the grill. Hmm. <laughs> I'm not so sure I agree, agree with the shellfish. Oh, talk to me about that. Um, I don't know that vanilla and shellfish go very well together as a general rule. I would agree with that. It just doesn't seem to... Even though the vanilla is not strong on the palate, the f- the flavor, the the nose of the vanilla, I think, would throw me off on shellfish. I would agree with you. Um, I could see maybe something grilled or chicken, something light flavored. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm thinking... Because I was trying to think sausages and steak. I don't. Yeah. I don't see this going well with. No, I could see chicken, whether it's grilled or like a lemon chicken out of the oven. That would yeah. that would go yeah. well. But yeah, I don't. I'm not seeing that. But to me, this is almost more salad. Uh huh. Or dessert paired. Yeah. Or um, maybe a uh, mashed potato pizza. 
<laughs> could could go well with a mashed potato pizza. I'm thinking creme brulee. I'm thinking cheesecake. Mm, oh yeah. Um with with the vanilla-ness of this. Um strictly because that nose is so strong and that no your sense of smell affects your 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 sense of taste so much. Yeah. Um that I think Kind of going off grid and pairing this with with meats and something else would would kind of just throw me off too much. And you know, and and maybe they've tried it with shellfish and chicken and and it's worked out well. I just it, it's hard for me to hard for me to see. And and you plugged your nose. And I did. It. <laughs> I did, and it it is um, the vanilla's there. But it's really subtle. Yeah. And it so it, it almost begs a question, is there a way for you to reduce the nose on this beer a little bit? Because I think that my only qualm with this so far is that the nose is so heavy and overwhelming and it doesn't match the taste that you're getting. And I almost think that if it had less of a vanilla nose, it could certainly fit with any of those. So I think if you would pour this and let it breathe, kind of like you do red wines, yeah, and kind of let that vanilla nose dissipate, dissipate a little bit, yeah. Um, perhaps that would that would help. But so I, this has been sitting here. I'm going to yep. take a. But even sitting here, I still get. I was in a the fairly same strong, yeah, vanilla aroma um, that I don't know that you can. Let it sit long enough to to truly get rid of yeah. that. Yeah, it, it's almost like you would have to maybe crack it open, pour it into a container, decant or do something else yeah. with it. You want to leave it in the fridge because I think it it tastes better in a colder temperature. I don't true, see this as true. being a room temperature no, beer. No. So I think yeah, it's like yeah. My only, I think my only little angst to this whole thing is all about the. The nose. Yeah. No, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. Um, and again, I still think not bad tasting beer. No. But I, I, I still don't know that I would pair it with with, with shellfish or, or sausages. So what I'm hearing you say is chicken and then maybe some desserts, something yeah, I, lighter. I think chicken is kind of a stretch. Yeah. Um, it, it, you know, I think you can kind of make chicken go with anything. <laughs> Um, but to me, a better pairing is more creme brulee, you know, something custardy, something more dessert, rich, yeah. desserty. Um, All right, yeah, creme brulee, cheesecake. That's kind of where my okay. Mind so was. here's the question, and then we're going to go to break. And when we come back, I want you to answer it. What would you think about pairing this with a cigar? Ooh, interesting. All right. So we're going to take our final break, apparently, to pay for Micah to be our producer. And then when we get back, we're going to find out what Chad thinks about that, as well as our review of the beer.
I'm not going to sing. <laughs> but again, welcome to Brew Talk Karaoke. Brew Talk Karaoke. The only the only real karaoke I do is Rush's YYZ. <laughs> and only people who know and get that joke will understand that joke. There you go. Is it instrumental? It is an instrumental. So that's why. And, but I will say, Mike, a great call with the intro song because Working Man is, as far as I'm aware of, the only Rush song that makes reference to beer. Hey. But aren't they a Canadian band and Canadians really like their beer? Uh, they do. I will say there is a collaboration um, with the uh, yeah the uh, Strange Brew lads where they do the 12 Days of Christmas and they mention beer. Yeah, they do. And there is a Rush reference throughout yep, that song. Of course there is, yeah. Well, and Rush actually... Did a collab with, and there's actually Rush beers that you can get. I oh, is that yet, right? Yeah, I have yet to order any, um, but I know that they're out there. They've done one or two, and you can actually get some actual Rush beers if you wanted to. So, <laughs> Looks like it's from Henderson Brewing Company. Hey, that's why we pay our producer the big bucks, because he gets to do all that kind of stuff really quick. Well done, Micah. Well done. Well done, sir. So... As promised, we are going to review the beer and we're going to give our scores. But before we do that, Chad, I'm curious about the answer to the question I posed before the break. What do you think about pairing this with a cigar? I actually think this might go fairly well with certain cigars. I do, too. I think there are some milder or there's some cigars where you kind of get that vanilla mm-hmm. essence. Yeah. I think would pair really well with this beer. I wholeheartedly agree. And so I was asking you to see whether or not you agreed with me or if yeah. you didn't. And if you didn't, then I was going to throw a fit and storm out of the studio. <laughs> no, not really. But well, I'm, no, glad, I was I'm glad I agreed with you. <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah, I was thinking the same thing. We talked about that earlier. It's like this would be a good cigar pairing beer. It'd be a wonderful thing to you know, sip on and you get that vanilla flavor. And yeah. as you said, you get kind of those vanilla and you get those elements that come out of a, a good mild cigar. I think a, a medium or a bold would yeah. not. No. Yeah. Yeah. That would not be good here, but in a mild cigar, it would actually go really well. So, and, and I know it completely goes against the maltiness or the high alcohol I mentioned earlier. Um, but, <laughs> but I think it still goes well with a cigar. I absolutely agree with you. And I think that ideally you can, Try this with the the different kind of beers and the different kind of food. Well, not beers. You don't want to drink this with another beer. What am I saying? <laughs> well, you might. Like, ah, you, you know, blending beers is a thing. Black and tans and snake bites. and Yeah, that's true. Okay, that's fair. Because I know blending bourbons is a big thing. I've got an infinity bottle at home, and I actually I've got two of them, and always try that every once in a while. I actually just read an article earlier this week where there's a brewery that's taking... They're barrel-aged beers, and anything that's aged 12-plus months in different whiskey barrels, wine barrels, and kind of blending those beers and creating a whole new beer. Wow. So they have 12, I believe it was 12 base beers that they start in different barrels. Okay. And then they kind of blend those all together and come out with their final products, which... Is not unique to wines and other and whiskeys and other alcohols, but it's fairly a new idea. Yeah, um, with with beers, with so, beer. So, um, is it the same base beer and different barrels, or is so it... they have two base beers? There's a porter and there's a stout. Okay, and they put them in different 
whiskey, wine, whatever barrels. Yeah. yeah. And they kind of aged at different sure. amounts, and they kind of blend those together oh. to kind of get the final product. I can imagine that your potential and the opportunity to create something amazing would really be there because you kind of get to pick and choose and you could find, hey, I like this flavor profile of this barrel, but it's overwhelming. And so we're going to balance it with something right. else. I And there's a lot of attention that has to be paid. You're, you're constantly yeah. tasting those different barrels mm-hmm. at different ages, figuring out when they're wow. at their peak or this flavor goes well with that flavor. Yeah. And, and maybe that would go well together. And then maybe we'll add this third one in and... It's really interesting. Yeah. Something, again, you see a lot with wines. You see a lot with whiskeys and other Mm -hmm. alcohols. Yeah. But something that's fairly new to beer. It is. Definitely is. So, well, after all that, I think we at least owe it to ourselves to rate the beer. So we should probably do that with our beer. So, all right. On the count of three. One, two, three. All right. We have a growler and a solo cup. So, Chad, talk to me about your solo cup rating. Um, So... While this is a good beer, doesn't necessarily go with the kind of styles I like. Okay. Um, and I think that vanilla nose just kind of throws me off a little bit. Okay. So it kind of is overpowering. Not overpowering on the palate, but overpowering on the nose. And and it just kind of, again, vanilla is a very strong flavor. And you can overdo it. And I think it just overdid it a little bit for me on the nose. So while I would enjoy a pint of it here and there, I don't know that I would take a growler or or a whole keg home. Sure. And I think that really is reinforced because, like you said, vanilla can be a really overpowering flavor. And we both indicated as we were tasting the beer that it wasn't the flavor of right. the vanilla that was right. overpowering, it was the nose. It was. So yeah. let me ask you a philosophical question. If the nose matched the mouthfeel and the taste of this, would that have changed your score? It, it might have. I think yeah. if the nose was a little less prominent yeah. and it, it it better matched the flavor, I might have gone up to the growler, yeah. growler level. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just just not there for me. Sure. I totally get that. And I think this, you guys know from me doing the show long enough, that this is more in my it, flavor it, wheelhouse. Yeah. So that's why I went with the growler, because this is, you know, it's a lighter beer. It's, you know, those kind of cream ales, the, you know, the Pilsners, those type of things sure. are definitely going to be something that I'm more attracted to than I am, you know, a stout. But I appreciate all of them. And so I think... What we're hearing today is that it's a a good beer. It's definitely something that is worth it. And especially if you are a cream ale fan, if you like vanilla, if you like those type of beers that have a really heavy, strong nose and still a good mouthfeel and a good taste for it, definitely pick this up. I think they've done a good job. And probably the only constructive feedback that we could provide is if you can figure out a way to lower the nose, if you will, on the beer. I think you will yeah. just see it being a it, it, even it, more appreciated. Very much cream soda to me, you know? Yeah. And that, and that's yeah. kind of what, exa- what I get. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's beer, but it's it's like drinking a cream soda. 
which you don't always get with cream ale. Right. Um, it's just a mellow mouthfeel. Sure. But the vanilla, to me, is just a little too much on the nose. It's too much, yeah. And I I think I agree with you, And my because my palate swings more that direction. That's probably why I was more on the growler side of the equation than I was the solo cup. Um, definitely wouldn't do a, a keg of this. That would be mm-hmm. overwhelming and not something that I could do on a regular basis. But it's um, one of those elements that you enjoy, so... Well, Chad, I really appreciate you and appreciate everything that you have brought to the table, including being able to talk about the most carb-forward pizza that I've ever heard of in my (laughs) life, the Micah Special, which you can get at the Tavern at St. Michael's. And you can certainly try on St. Patrick's Day, which is your biggest day. And we are just blessed and enjoying the opportunity to be able to come here and talk to you about beer every week and we hope you will join us next week hopefully doc will be back in studio we'll be doing well and christy's feeling better and so for all of you out there i don't want to say stay thirsty my friends because that's wrong but (laughs) enjoy your beers and have a great night everyone